Those with a drive to go have an undeniable calling. They are not content to simply have a transformative idea. They want to create and build. They want to wrestle challenges to the ground and bring solutions to scale. They are makers and doers. They are go-getters. Go-Getters features straight-up conversations with leaders on the forefront of change who are taking action to impact our world, just as Lehigh people have done for more than 150 years. Join us as we explore their challenges, their passions, and what makes them go. Greetings from Lehigh, and welcome to another episode of the Go-Getters podcast. This is Joe Buck, Vice President for Development and Alumni Relations, here with another edition of Go-Getters. My guest today is Tony Silvoy, owner of the Goose Deli, which can be found at 102 West 4th Street on the south side of Bethlehem. Tony's been making sandwiches for more than 40 years and is somewhat of a legend here at Lehigh and within the south side business community. Walk into the Goose pretty much any day, any time, and you're guaranteed to hear one of these two things, probably both. What are you thinking about today? And right there that is. Tony, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Joe. It's a great honor to be up here. Tony, I've come to learn that you actually didn't start out in the sandwich business. You may be destined to make sandwiches, but you started out as an electrical contractor. That is true. I, I My first job was with uh, Danny Kostenbader uh, with Austin Brothers Electric. And I started back in, um, right when I got out of high school, I was working part-time for Mike and um, the full-time position came open for the electrical contractor. And so I said, ah, give it a whirl. Why not? But it wasn't something that I liked to do. How did you get exposed or introduced to the deli business or the sandwich making business? Was it at the same time you were doing electrical work? Did you stop electrical work and go to work at, uh, at the deli? It was the exact same time. Uh, I was coming home from school one day. And Mike was putting his store together, and we became friends pretty much instantly. And we started communicating what's going on, and he had a lot of ideas. So I was like, ah, interesting, you know, pretty interesting thing. I started, you know, working with him a little bit. Uh, and that was that was pretty much it. I, part-time, I would come home from working with, the electrical contractor, I'd go home, eat, and then I'd run down to and work nights with Mike. And was it the Goose at the time? Goosey it was. Yeah, it was Goosey Gander. And then that's that's what I I've more and more liked working part-time than I did full-time. Nothing against the fellows that I was working with. By no means it was a, you know, a great cruise, but uh, that adventure wasn't mine. Thinking back to that moment where you chose to leave the electrical contract career and go into the restaurant business full time. Was there, was it, was there a particular moment? Was there uh, just a general feeling that you had differently when you were doing the day job versus the night job? Like help me understand what, what were you thinking as a young man at that time to take that risk to, you know, go into something that um, was largely unknown to you? And and a risk that was, Joe. That was, you know, Mike just opened in 79, and here I am <laughs> telling my mother I'm not going to stay with the electrical contractor. <laughs> I am going to go with this new guy that just opened in business. 
Well, that went over real well. Let me tell you, that was like, uh, until we find something better, I'm sure. Now, here I am, 42 years later. Um, still taking risks. Still taking risks. Every day's a risk. Every day's a risk. Yeah. But uh, fell in love with it, and I, I just love the whole people atmosphere, and I think that's what drew me into it more. More having fun in the evening because electrical, you know, you're running wires and some, you know, maybe a building or something. You don't get to see it. You don't get to talk to people. You mentioned your mom. Um, could you talk a little bit about your childhood for us? Um, family, siblings, um, running the streets of South Bethlehem. What was it? Uh, <laughs> running the streets of South Bethlehem. What was, what <laughs> was it like uh, uh, to be young Tony Silver? Yeah, you named it. I was... Um, I was the seventh child. Seventh of seven. Seventh of seven. My my father said, well, look at this. I, I got it right. I could, you know, we could stop now. So I was, you know, I, I think every last child thinks that, you know, it's, it's, you're it, you know, you're the, you're the whole thing. Um, it was great. It was, we lived in a, you know, when people say we were in a steel town, my father worked at the steel. My uncles worked at the steel. My cousins worked at the steel. Everybody worked at the steel. Um, when my brother, I'll never forget, with my my brother closest to me was, you know, 10 years apart, he said, I'm going to work at UPS. <laughs> oh, 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 it was kind of like a little, ripple, you know, ripple. little ripple in the crowd there, you know, like, what do you mean you're going to work at UPS? Or why aren't you going to work at the steel? Like, you mentioned the steel and Bethlehem Steel's rise and then, um, not fall, but, you know, it, it's obviously not here or not part of South Bethlehem. What what are some of the changes? Uh, obvious change, steel's gone, but could you just talk a little bit about the changes and the evolution that you've seen in South Bethlehem um, as it relates to the steel uh, industry leaving, but also as it relates to Lehigh and Lehigh's presence uh, on the South Side. I would I would hope that you would say that you've seen that change for the better as well. But but I don't want to I don't want to lead the witness. And what <laughs> I am interested in your thoughts on on what you've seen change on the South Side. Is this CNN? <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do is, uh, you know, when the steel was booming and it was booming. It was, you know, you walked down Third Street, you were just like, you know, five meat markets, uh, five shoe stores, five men's stores, five women's, you know, it was just, you had that sense of, wow, this, this is like, this is so neat. Uh, living in that atmosphere was just amazing. You know, you'd walk, you'd go through different um, neighborhoods and you'd just be like wow this is you know thriving you know it's it's so it's so it was so much fun and were the neighborhoods based off of different kind of nationalities or ethnicities is Absolutely. that how it was or churches is Absolutely. that how it was broken up yep. in south bethlehem at the time yep that was the whole you know um you know we're windish so we're part of slovenia my father was slovak mm -hmm. so he was from hillside avenue my mother was on polk street you know we were polk street down irish we were all down into Fish Street and stuff. I, I I wouldn't trade that neighborhood setting for anything. No. How about after Steel left? Did did, did did Bethlehem or South Bethlehem fall on hard times? Did you see Bethlehem rebound differently than South Bethlehem? Talk to me about what happened after Steel left. Well, when when Steel started leaving, um, yes, you were you would you would go like, we're gonna go. This this could go either way. It could go either way. We had good we had good neighbors. 
to our south, which was Lehigh University, and we had a good, you know, mayors that that's saw, hey, listen, we can't leave this boarded up windows and let's pull up our stakes and go. And it worked out very well. And I think that um, Lehigh really jumped in big time. And I, I'm going to say with with uh, President Farrington, I think when he dropped that first uh, crane to build the parking deck down on Vine Street was, I think that was the, I think personally, mm-hmm. I think that was the turning point. Yeah. Because then that just led to the Farrington Square and all right down the road. And yep. now you're, you know, you're, it's a, it's a, you know, it's bustling. Yep. It's bustling. His story was amazing when he, when they dedicated Farrington Plaza or Farrington Square, his story was amazing when he first came. I was just like, I never knew that. Because again, you're living in the forest, you're the trees. Yeah. So you don't even see what he was talking about. You're just like, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, you were right. But I want to talk a little bit about some of your employees. Uh, it is truly a family business at the Goose, literally family. What is it like to work together and also live together and be a family together? I'm going to give you this advice to anybody that's in the corporate world and they're saying, I want to do this. Think long and hard. Think long and hard because we've done this. This is what I've done since I was 17. Fortunately, my family doesn't know any better. Like they didn't know that, you know, the 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 things that we do, we just kept doing it. And it was always involved in the family. Yeah. Were you, know? you in the business when you met Deb? How did you meet Deb? Well, <laughs> Joe, I don't know if we could go on to that that issue. But anyway, all right. You want to know how I met Deb? She was, we met on a, a, a club called Scarlett Harris. And she um, she wouldn't dance with me. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> but she wouldn't. And I pursued her. I said, you know, why not? Look at me. Why not? <laughs> Come on. Are you kidding me? So she um, she finally said yes, and then we, we started going out. I work at the deli. You know, this is what I do. So, I mean, when you're saying that, you're just like, you know, you're going to go home and tell your mother that, you know, this this guy works at a deli. You know, <laughs> like, what else does he do? <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. But it's um, it was good. I mean, it, it, when you think about um, in faith, um, we put a lot of faith in 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 our our religion and in our God, and and we think that it was meant to be. You and, know, it was just meant to be. Yeah, and and you've you've been married for almost thirty years. Is that right, man? Thirty eight years. Wow. Short years. Short years. Ago. Thirty eight short years. So she did know what she was getting into. Uh, you know, somewhat. Oh, yeah. Um But so so how do you uh, you know short of being able to finish finish each other's sentences or thoughts, you know, living together, working together. Do you have limits at work? Do you divide and conquer the work? Are there are there things about running the business that are yours and things that are hers? Or is it completely, this is an our venture, every aspect of it? How do you, you know, uh, division of labor at the shop? I'll talk about division of labor at home in a minute, but at the shop, division of labor. Joe, I, I, I don't know where you've been all this time, but you obviously are not looking at the right things. Deb runs the store, bottom line. She runs it. I'm just making sandwiches. She runs 
the store. Deb is 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 how can I say it? She is the she is the what is that called? The 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 matriarch. The she is it. Yeah, she is it. She without Deb, she is. Um, as a matter of fact, she she said one time out loud when uh, some of the wrestling coaches were in. She goes. All the sake, and I'm, I'm going to be retiring or something. And one of the coaches turned around. And said, Don't you say stuff like that? You can't say stuff like that out loud. And and they were just like, "What do you mean when you you, you can't you can't be retired?" You know. Um, uh, how about at home? Is she the boss at home as she's well? She's the boss at home. She's the boss at home yeah, as well. She 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 runs the house. She yeah. runs. You know the the children are. You know that's that's all that's all her. Yeah, that's all her. And and I know obviously the kids didn't know any better than growing up in the business. That was, that was how they grew up, right? The way that you, what you do is what, that's what, we what they knew. Yeah. We, um, we didn't know any, like a, one time when they were, they were already in high school. They, there's a front to, to stable arena. They said, you should see it. It's, it's like all this stuff is out there. A front door, you mean? <laughs> the front door. <laughs> we never walked through the front door of stable arena in our lives, you know, because everything was haul these steamers, you know, get this, Take get these bag lunches, you know, get this, you know, and, and that's how it was. Um, but that they didn't know any better. That's, that's just that they just didn't know. You are a Lehigh parent too, correct? Yeah. Laura. What was, uh, what was Laura's experience at Lehigh? Like loved it. Yeah. She loved it. She, um, her, her first choice was, uh, Virginia and she was, one of our goose girls said, you know, come take a tour, come take a tour with us. You know, um, it was Lauren, Lauren Volpe. She played field hockey, I believe. And she said, you know, she took Laura around. I said, Lord, just do me a favor for your mother, fill out the application. Boom, boom, boom. So Laura, she, she was, she fell in love, you know, and, and one of the quotes from, I think, Mary Beth Bedix, who also played, she played basketball back in the early 90s, I believe. And she lived in Bethlehem. And, and she said, I think that was the quote, you can make it as far away as you want or as close as you want. And Laura went in there with a great attitude and she never used the goose as that's, you know, that's my dad. That's my mom. I understand that Laura is uh, recently married, got married during COVID. And, and is it true that you had the wedding reception upstairs at the, at the goose largely because of COVID? Is that true? We, we did. We yeah. had um, the bridal party and the, and the two families. Yeah. And the reason I ask, I, I want you to expand a little bit on what impact COVID had on the business. What, what changed, what, what was the challenges during, is it better or worse? Not that we're past the pandemic, but we're, it's better than, than, than it has been. But uh, could you talk a little bit about the impact of COVID on the business, Tony? Yes, it was. Um, Joe, when I tell you, um, when I was sitting there and they said, you know, they're shutting down New York City, I was like, yeah, they'll never shut down Lehigh. I said, there's too much stuff going on. They're never going to shut down. <laughs> a day later, uh, yeah, Lehigh's, uh, you're out by Friday. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what are you kidding me? I said, you know. It was just so wild. Um, and the first two weeks were just just bizarre. It was just like nobody knew what was going on. And 
some of the stuff that you were getting is, you know, you look at somebody, you're going to get COVID and, but it all, you know, settled in, you know, by the end of March, it all settled in. And then, you know, you were just hoping people would come in and there would be days when you'd have 25 people walking and you'd be just like, this is not going to make it, you know, in, in reality. But we had, and this is what I'm saying about our community, very good community, very good community. We had, um, you know, Hanover, Beth Hanover Brick was is Mark Sell, and he he came in and he got every day he got lunch for his guys, and to this day he gets lunch for his guys every day. Home Depot, you know, would come in and you know bring us bring us meals because we're working, nobody's here, we can't go anyplace. Uh, just little, little businesses that were constantly supporting. Help get you through. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just enough to put you, you know, um, you know, and I want to say God sent, you know, it's just like, wow, without them, who who knows? Tony, I know that you, um, as you mentioned already, trust and, and, and believe in God. And I've heard you say to me that, you know, part of your faith journey is is that you feel that you're not given you know, anything that you can't handle, right? I've heard you, you right. say that. A- outside of that, do you have a do you have a motto that you live by? Do you have a philosophy of life? Is there um, you know, when you look at yourself in a mirror each morning or each night, is there, you know, what is it what is it that um that makes Tony tick? I I wow, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think, you know, I, I look at and I say, you know, I, I open the window every morning and I say you know, I, I get to pray to a God that I want. I get to make sandwiches for people all day long. Um, I just think, you know, I'm surrounded by great people. You know, our, my family and, and, and the Goose family is, is huge. It's, it's, that's, that's what I think is, is the, the beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that's every morning you look in the mirror and you say, you know, let's go and do it. You mentioned earlier would you would caution somebody wanting to leave the corporate world before they would jump ship and and go into uh, to running a deli. But what would you say to Lehigh students? You know, upon you know upon graduation as they head out in the world, what advice would you give our young people? And I know you give it to them in the store, but if you had a chance now, you know, to, what what advice would you give our our uh, our Lehigh students? I I would just enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy. I mean, you you hear so many people that are just like, oh, I can't believe I got to go to work today. I can't, you know, and I'm like, how do you possibly do that? You know, it's like, if you're not enjoying it, then then you're in the wrong industry. Um, effective pre-planning, I, I, I constantly drill that into two people. I said, effective pre-planning, make every day count. Because next thing you know, you're you're 17 making sandwiches, and then maybe it's you're 18, you know, and it's it goes fast. That those years just swish by, and and it's a uh, it's fun. We had a great time, and it's the adventure is amazing. Yeah. And the only the only um, the, you know, it's like wow, it's like you know, yeah, you have more things that you want to do and accomplish, but. Yeah, you know, you you realize that you're also you're coming to you know the the final chapter of your your thoughts. You yeah, know, it's it's just the way it is. 
Well, I'm, there, there's a data set out there that I'm trying to get my hands on, and I, I'm interested in your thoughts on the correlation between the admission visitors that you yield to Lehigh that actually come in to the Goose as part of their tour. I, I, I think you've alluded to, you think it's a pretty high success rate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think we, when a sports team, I'm just going to go sports teams, okay? I'm just going to say, when you're, when you're bringing them into the Goose, I think their percentage rate is probably at 90%. Yeah. Like that that person is signing that deal. And and there are some times when, you know, you get the, the message from one of the coaches say they, they didn't sign. And you'd be like, really? That's kind of weird because I thought we had that one, you know. But I think they like that atmosphere when they bring in that recruit. Yeah. yeah. They they like that atmosphere. Um, when our, you know, bands come in, when the, you know, the March in 97, you know, you just see so much different things. Yeah. That, that. How about when, you know, a, a young person with their mom or dad comes in, not affiliated with any sport or club? What's some of the gauges or barometers that you use in that situation to make sure you can help Lehigh seal the deal? Well, I, 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 I'll give you this example. It was, it was during COVID and she, she was graduating. Of course it was, you know, that virtual graduation or whatever name, but they came in strong. They were the last, the last house on campus, I think. And she goes, I'll never forget. I came here on a visit. She goes, and I went to Bucknell first. And she goes, and you you were like talking to us and blah, blah, blah. And, and it just so happens that somebody was from Buck, another Bucknell visit. And they left their pen back. And it was Bucknell. And so I went up and I was at the register and I was talking. And I said, you know, now she's a senior in high school or whatever, whatever yeah. year they are. And... I said, so where else did you go? She goes, oh, I, I toured Bucknell and blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh. And I picked up this pen. And I go, did you get a pen? And she goes, yeah. And I go, nice. I went into the cabinet, pulled out a goose, goose Girl shirt. And I said, here's what Lehigh gives out. I said, and she goes, wow. She goes, you're giving me this shirt. And I go, hey, we want you here at Lehigh. I said, you know. This is part of the community. I said. And she remembered that four years she later. She remembered that. When she graduated, yeah. she came down with her goose shirt. She told me the whole story. Yeah. And I was like, I would have never. I said, why wouldn't you have said something before along years, the way? Yeah. Along the way. But <laughs> yeah. she was like, I just was so impressed with that. Now, what stands out? Do you ever get a bad vibe? A kid might not be a good for, for Lehigh. What? What? Tell well, me about those. I'm sure that happens. We Joe, don't get them yeah. all. But, we but don't. What, we don't want them all either. Right. right. You know. Tell like, me. Tell me about when those situations. Listen, if if I ask you if you want mayonnaise, lettuce, and tomato on your sandwich, and you turn to mom and ask her, "Do I like mayonnaise?" There's a college 12 miles east. That's the one for you. You go 12 miles east, and you make the left, and it's right there. That's. Those are the ones we want to just keep moving along, little doggy. And I'm sure you tell them that. I'm sure you well, tell them that in so I, many words, I, I, either directly or, or by suggestion. Yes. Or I, I just, you know, yeah. yeah. The Koski brothers now know when I say 12 miles. Yeah. They go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one. All right. I'm going to try to get that data set to see how many kids are coming in there and how many that, that, we're, that we're yielding. I, know, I want to attribute some Lehigh admits to, uh, to, to the goose. <laughs> 
you have a loyal customer base and I know that you don't take it for granted ever. And that's my observation of what's so special about, about you and Deb and Kevin and the, and the shop. Is there anything next? Like what's next for the goose? Well, um, <laughs> there's a lot of things circulating up in this coconut. Let yeah. me tell you, <laughs> there's not too many things that Deb will a- agree to anymore. So we got to just make that clear. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wish I could, I wish I could do everything that I have circulating up there, but, um, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, again, you're in the, you're coming into the chapter of your life where it's, you know, you're just kind of, you know, you're, I, I just, I just love what I'm doing and I wish I could do it, you know, even more, you yeah. know, but. And, and when you say come into that chapter, are you coming in a chapter where you think about an exit strategy or you're just coming into a chapter where you, is it a, you can't grow at a pace you want to grow, but you can keep doing what you're doing for until until you can't do it is that is that when you say the next chapter tell me a little bit more what you mean i think that um i don't have an exit strategy everybody keeps asking me what's your exit strategy (laughs) i started with part-time working now you want me to to exit i'm like what what is that about and then when people say that i go am i am i not making you a good sandwich that you keep asking when i'm going to retire you know is that what is that but um, I think with this labor crisis um, that's that's gripping America right now, um, it really there's nothing we can't do. That now you say like there's some jobs I have to refuse mm-hmm. because we just don't have the manpower the manpower to do it. Yeah, that has to be hard, and then hopefully that it won't be a permanent situation. You hope. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I think obviously you're not alone. Small business trying to you know, manage labor. And, and one might think that you have an unlimited supply of, of campus kids that are, that are looking for work, but I'm going to guess that that's changed too over the years. That has changed um, dramatically because of the demands that the university uh, is putting on, you know, not, I'm not saying that negatively. I'm saying that pot, you know, it's just the way it is. All that goes into the, all that goes into yeah. the, you know, your, yeah. your academics, your sports, your, and I, I told I told that to Katie McNulty. I said you should write an article on uh, because we have athletes, and then they go to practice, yes. and then they go to another sporting event, and mm-hmm. then they go to, you know, and then they're doing their homework. Then they're coming to work. Yeah. And can you give us an hour? Yeah. Can you give us? You know, we're, you know, it's just it's just wild. I said you know you should really, you know, anybody that's doing that. Tony, if if someone walks into the store uh, for the first time, they could potentially get scared away from the foreign language that is spoken in that store at times when people are ordering ordering a sandwich. Can I, for our audience, can I get Tony Silvoy to acknowledge or admit that there is a secret menu for the goose? Joe, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but there are several new plates up there that, that have different sandwiches on. So Okay. That's... It's a, but, you know, as far as... 
<laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what you don't you're know talking. I understand. I don't know okay. what you think about. Figured I, figured I, I would try. Figured I, shot. figured I would try. I was, I was um, uh, confused several times when I first entered <laughs> at the sandwiches that were being ordered. I couldn't find those listed uh, listed anywhere, and it was rumored that there was a secret menu. I figured, you know, I, I, I figured I would ask. You, you gave it a good shot. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is, there's, but there's a lot of fun, and you know, sometimes people say different things. You know, and I love the parents that come in and say, if I said this. What would, would I get? Would you know what I'm talking about? And I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I knew it. I knew they were, they were leading me for disaster here. And I go, but I'll make you this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a good time. It's good times. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I've certainly enjoyed getting to know you here during my time at Lehigh. It took me about two years to realize that your last name was not from the goose, Tony from the goose. Uh, <laughs> Tony Silvoy, uh, truly a go-getter and and uh, a Lehigh legend and a South Side, South Side legend. Um, uh, Tony certainly uh, emulates many, if not all, of the characteristics that we would like our Lehigh students to aspire to. Um, Tony, we have one final question that I'd like to ask our our guests, and and while it's not an original question, it is existential question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it to you, um, Tony Silvoy. Is there anything that you know for sure? Is there anything I know for sure? Well, the one thing I know for sure is that I have God-given abilities to make a good sandwich. So I try my best every day to do that. So right, right there right, that is. Right there that is. Tony, thank you for being with us today. Much appreciated. Thank you. We appreciate the opportunity. This has been Go Getters, a podcast from Lehigh University, hosted by Joe Buck, Vice President for Development and Alumni Relations. I'm Tony's daughter, Laura Silvoy, Lehigh class of 2011. I am so proud of my dad for following his dream to be a humble sandwich maker. I'm grateful for both of my parents and the sacrifices they made to provide for me and my brother. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to participate in our family business. We've learned so much from both of you. Thanks to everyone in Bethlehem and Lehigh community for your support. The Goose wouldn't be what it is today without you. Special thanks to producer Janet Norwood, media production specialist Jarrett Brown, and the Lehigh University Office of Development and Alumni Relations. Go inside the episode at lehigh.edu slash go-getters to learn more about Tony Silvoy and the Goose. Don't forget to subscribe to Go-Getters on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. And take a moment to rate us and review the show on Apple Podcasts so other listeners can find us.